Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about PlayStation's live service games, Housemark expanding, and Redfall as a warning to PlayStation. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. That's Janet. I'm Greg, and you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over there, you can watch us, record it, uh, watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get dozens and dozens of monthly episodes all exclusively on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. If you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code kindoffunny. You can get PS I Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the exclusive content content on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe each and every week thank you to our patreon producer delaney twining today we're brought to you by honey and rocket money but let's start with a psn message from you first off y'all good to see you again it's been a while since we're on the show together yeah it's been a minute right what's been happening I feel like we've been you know busy it's re- Review season? I know that, yeah. That's a good point. Janet, uh, when you weren't here earlier because you're in L.A. and we're here, uh, Blessing almost choked on a hamburger for like 20 minutes. I did. (laughs) A very riveting episode of um, Kind of Feudy. Was this recorded? Oh, sure. You you can catch it on Patreon on Kind kind of Feudy. Well, the thing is, I ate the sandwich before. I ate the burger before the episode, and then I just had to deal with the ramifications on the episode because I ate the burger really fast because... I was I was guesting on a different podcast and then going right into kind of feedy, but I needed the fuel to actually live, and so I, I ate it and I drank some Coke right afterwards because like oh the, the Coke will wash it down, and it turns mm-hmm. out when you drink Coke really fast, it has some effects. It works against you. Yeah, no, it's not good for you. Where do you stand, bless on the? You know, I think it was on for <laughs> Games Daily where Greg once said, if something happens and I'm like I need you know medical attention, things are going down and we're live, keep it rolling. Oh yeah. Just like keep keep everything going, keep the content going. Where are you at with that? Do you want that kind of trauma broadcast? Are you looking to cut, do a hard cut? What's the situation? I need, I need to cut the camera as fast as possible. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't need, I don't need my kids, my kids, kids seeing that kind of content. I'd be ch- choking on a burger to my death. I'm like, no, cut this you off. You have kids right now. How would your kids' kids see it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, He's they're thinking long term. The internet's yeah. forever. Yeah, I'm just thinking long term. And so, for me, I want to be like, if you ready, you don't got to get ready. You know, you know, back in the days, I'm sure you all remember at ECW, Sinister Minister blew his hand apart when he packed a thing too tight, and he, he always threw fireballs, but he packed it too tight, so it bl- exploded in his hand, blew up his hand. Mm-hmm. And like when medical professionals came to work on him or whatever, the medical professionals like, turn the fucking camera off. But they were like on the property of them shooting the thing, so. There's like his tag team partners like doing like this and like they're keeping the camera down on their hands and like getting all the stuff. Get all the B-roll on me. If if somebody comes and I need CPR, do it right here on the table. You know what I mean? And like I'll do the tag thing. I'll tag your hand and then continue the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Why do you have to keep the podcast going? You're allowed to stop and react to what's happening. <laughs> no, I gotta play. Well, I want the camera. Barry, you keep the cameras rolling. All right. Absolutely. 
And if you're not okay, then here, let's compromise. Just cut the live feed, but keep the the cameras running. That I okay, that I'm down with. Okay, yeah, because okay. something good okay. could happen. Something that, like, good could happen. <laughs> yeah, like some like juicy content could I, go uh, down. Like, and I just need like, the option to overlook to you overview. Die, and then we resuscitate you. Yeah. And like Get how good of a video would that be? Yeah. Get the Lazarus pit ready. Then yeah. I come right back up and I'm like, I was on but the I other just side. I don't know if we're allowed to stream that. I just so. need to like overview it yeah. and be able to give the okay. Like, okay, no, actually, this yeah. is good content. Like, we should like, give it to Roger to, to edit, you know? I just need something not embarrassing. Some, like, some inspirational, yeah. you know, video later. You could be like, one year ago, I almost walked into the light. And today, you should like and subscribe. I, I think about your support <laughs> on patreon.com slash kind of funny saved my life. <laughs> what I think about exactly. is there's like a Dave Chappelle uh, bit from like back in the day when he first uh, um, did like his original stand up specials where he talked about like the 911 call and how like, he would like he wouldn't want his 911 call being recorded because this is it's just the idea of being like oh yeah and we have the the recording of Dave Chappelle's audio when he called the the, the cops and he was in Dave being like and I sounded like a bitch <laughs> and it's him be like help him like talking about like you don't want that on record you don't yeah. want people to uh, to hear that that's my thing is like I don't want y'all seeing me looking like a bitch <laughs> like, you know, on camera right like let me be able to well, give you the do okay. that three times a day on camera <laughs> oh, ah! but i choose it i choose to let y'all see that i give you but the she okay was gonna say, i'm like was that part of what we entered into because i gotta rework how i do things on a lot of pieces of content min max and i will argue about the rights to your death <laughs> on camera <laughs> oh my gosh time for a psn message to get back to the playstation thing this one comes from marty and shockingly ladies and gentlemen I think the only man who can answer it is our producer, the boss baby, Barrett Courtney. Uh, Marty writes in and says, what are we rating the platinum for Jedi Survivor? Barrett, you, of course, have been plat you, are, you are the only person to have platinumed Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I am working my way to it. However, I had to switch for a different review. I have 32 of 54 trophies. So I can give my, what I think so far. Yeah, you're in the what middle I, of it. How are you feeling? I feel good. I don't feel like this is a crazy uh, ask of me. It was last night, though, where I was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I told you on the ride home. I'm like, I'm going to jump in and do a few different things. And what I found wasn't that I couldn't do things quickly. It was that I was like, oh, man, it's how good this game is of uh, I wanted I was I started thinking I was just going to do this, but I'm I'd fast travel back to the ship. But right here, there's a crack in the wall. And I know that I can see that there's a clothing item or whatever. So I was just playing. I just kept exploring and playing ra last night rather than double down, chase the whole trophy business. It, it, it's a tough one, especially with our review scores, because uh, I'm, I'm sitting somewhere between a three out of five and a four out of five. Okay to great. Okay. Um, because I do like that you don't have to 100% the game, 100% the map nice. to sure. Platinum, because that was a big thing for Fallen Order. Of, like, you have to, like, discover 100% of the map on every planet yeah. right, in Fallen Order, and that was really tedious. But there's, I, I would feel like, not as tedious of a trophy, but nearly as tedious of a trophy. I talked to you about the collecting uh, prior right. Yeah. Uh, so there is a couple of collectibles that you have to get everything for, uh, but outside of that trophy, like I, I had fun, you know, like, like you talk about, uh, a good trophy list should have you not fully commit to like a certain activity, but have you try things out that you might not necessarily, uh, naturally would have done, uh, when it comes to exploring, uh, an open world or, uh, fun, like gameplay mechanics. Um, and obviously, you know, there's like some, some 
weird bugged things in, in my attempt to get the platinum uh, that I was able to find workarounds for, but uh, still. So, yeah, I'm in that, like, three to four range. Okay. I, last night I started doing the hollow tactics thing, which is, like, they're Gwent but yes. not Gwent or whatever. And I, of course, looked at the power picks guide, and the, the power picks guide's like, yo, you can cheese it just by using this droid, and then whatever melee. I'm like, awesome. And got to, like, the third person, and that strategy did not work. And I was like, fuck yeah. this. I hate hollow tactics. Hollow <laughs> tactics is a fun thing to do. Playing it for an hour straight to get that trophy sucks yeah i was like and of course that's a win all of them like no no this should have been a try it try hollow text you want to try hollow text go for it but yeah i'm enjoying myself uh you know again the race even though we are a playstation podcast to see can i platinum it before zelda gets here Um, i i do not i want zelda gets here i'll switch over to that and hopefully get back to it one day but you can look at the trail of other half dead platinums that horizon or god of war all the things i want to get back to eventually before your eyes we'll see how many of them ever happen well, obviously, you might not be able to say, but are you tied up in anything gaming-wise? Right now? At the moment, yeah. No. So after uh, Survivor, I went to Redfall and then did that and then now have transitioned back to Survivor. So I'm free and clear until Redacted gets here or Zelda release date. So. I think you are you could probably do it. It depends on how much time you really have to spend but here's on my it because you have like a real life. Yeah, know? exactly. Here's my thing about it is like, I have no doubt I could do it, but I am still very much in love with this game where like, you know, I just want to go do the side missions and I'm not sure if they're p- playing into the mm. platinum part of it. And like, I could sit there and read every trophy and figure it all out. There's, so- I'm going to do the easy stuff. There's still some low hanging fruit of like combat things to do here and there and blah, blah, blah. I was looking at one of those. I was going brushing my teeth last night before bed. I forget which one. It's like, oh, I can do that. That's easy enough to get in and do right now with what I have, but I have to commit to it. But I haven't switched into full trophy hunter mode. I'm still enjoying myself mm. quite a bit. Yeah, uh, someone was That's asking in the <laughs> chat, Portland Kevin, rating in terms of quality or difficulty. I didn't really think about difficulty. That was just more of like the the fun factor of do, going through a platinum because it's not something I do very often. Mm-hmm. I try to get one a year. Um, so at one point, I did look at the trophy list and being like, all right, I want this to be my one platinum this year. Um and yeah, there was some tedium to it, but I overall like had fun just because the game's fun and getting lost exactly like you're, you're doing now, Greg. Uh, difficulty, it's like you're definitely going to need a guide for a couple of things to, yeah. to get some collectibles and, and things like that. Just a, a little bit of help, but nothing where I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be so unobtain- uh, unobtainable. So, All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for topic of the show. This one is ripped from the headlines of the kind of funny X-Cast. Stick with us. Don't freak out yet. We go. Don't I said stick with us. (laughs) (laughs) You're wearing an X-Cast shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Sean wrote in just like you can to be part of the show for free at kind of funny.com slash P S I L Y and says we have just seen the dismal release of Redfall and the negative reception for suicide suicide squad killed the Justice League. Both are at least partially blamed on traditionally single player and highly regarded developers being pushed to add games as a service features to their latest games. Sony's audience uh, loves high quality single player experiences. Are you concerned Sony's acquisition and press releases seem to be pushing for a stronger focus on games as a service? Are we going to see another failed attempt to jump on the bandwagon? This is an interesting one because not only is it pertinent with the Redfall thing of as we watch Xcast or I'm sorry Xbox continue to struggle, Phil Spencer just being on Xcast, uh, having basically a mea culpa explaining a whole bunch of different things, but also being incredibly upset with where they're at. But on top of that, we have this article. 
from George Yang at IGN.com this week. Uh, PlayStation's 10 live service games will be from different genres and for different audiences. PlayStation says that its 10 live service games in development will be in different genres and for different audiences. Furthermore, PlayStation is aware of the fierce competition between live service games and the time investment they take. In an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, PlayStation Studios head Herman Hulse said, quote, There is a risk that we talk about live service in generic terms, as if it's a single genre or, a, or even a single business model. PlayStation Studios are making a variety of games that could be referred to as live services, targeting different genres, different release schedules, and at different scales, end quote. He continued, quote, we are, we are also creating games for different audiences, and I take confidence from our track record in creating worlds and stories that PlayStation fans love. Of course, bless one of the big blowbacks to Redfall, of course, is this is Arcane Austin, known for Dishonored, known for Prey, known for a very specific game, and now making a co-op multiplayer shooter where you hunt uh, vampires. When you hear the words, games of service, live services playstations more than a dozen games that are using this are we getting more than a dozen destinies no uh and i really enjoy listening to uh you i believe it was you and tim talk about it on kind of funny games daily where the way you read it right is like the idea of live service elements and the way that we talk about rpg elements right like these right. are going to be multiplayer games right these are going to be games that are ongoing in some ways right but it's not going to be 12 different destinies because and to, to some of what this article talks about, right? Like him, Herman Hulse saying, these are these take a, a time investment uh, from players, right? Like there's a lot that go that goes that goes into it, and we only have so much energy to give as players between these different types of games. I think that's part of what works with PlayStation single player strategy is that like when I think of a PlayStation Studios game, there's an identity that they have where I'm gonna play God of War, I'm gonna play Last of Us, I'm gonna play Ghost of Shima, I'm gonna play Horizon, like I'm gonna bounce between all these different games. Because you're gonna roll credits and be done as I'm well. Gonna, I'm gonna be roll credits and be done and be able to have the bandwidth to go um, to the to the next one. We've talked about recently games like um, um, was it Rumbleverse? Yeah, Rumbleverse and Knockout games City. like uh, or Knockout City. Yeah, and like the growing list of Avengers, the growing list of live service games that end up shutting down and not being able to support multiverse for example which was super successful uh, that was the plan all along the plan <laughs> oh, yeah. all sorry along. that was an early my bad that was an early access that was in beta that wasn't a final release but that multiverses was super popular at launch right like i saw that everywhere the player numbers were up all that stuff at launch and then months later we check in and we're like when was the last time you talked about multiverses and then you sure enough you check in and they're taking half a year off to then release in 1.0 apparently but i bet to fix things and figure out how to get that popularity back up um it is really tough for games as a service games especially right now where i think one like we're not post-pandemic but like we're far enough into the pandemic where we've seen that boom go up and now we've seen things even out in terms of players coming new players coming in and being able to have, have all this time to spend in, in in video games i think that's one two like we don't have as much money to spend on video games as we have had in the past because of the state of the economic world. Sure. And then also there are just more and more games or service games taking our attention and there can only be so many Fortnites. There can only be one Fortnite. Like <laughs> if we're being real, right? Yeah, there can yeah. only be so many destinies. There can only be so many of those big gigantic games that were coming in and we're playing all throughout the year. Like I check it even with a game like fall guys. And I feel like fall guys comes in waves where the big new, new update, season, yeah. we play for a week or a few weeks and then we're pretty quiet on it. And I'm sure fall guys does fine. Like in the, in the quote off season. Right. But again, that's a game. Like that's fall guys. That's a pretty big title in terms of 
recog- uh, recognition and being owned by Epic and all these things. When you're talking about PlayStation coming in and doing 10 to 12 uh, live service games, I don't think even on the platform you have space for 12 Destinies. I think you got to... I, I think to the idea of different genres and different audiences, you got to have a lot of variety in terms of how you approach that idea. And I think that idea can be something as simple as MLB The Show and what we see updates look like for that game or something like Gran Turismo and what we yeah, see yeah. updates look like for that game or something like literally like Destiny, which they have now and they can um, continue to update and everything in between. I don't think we're going to get a bunch of big 10-year plan type games. Janet, what about you? Does, is Blessing on track? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I think it also goes back to, I don't remember if I even said it on this show or just somewhere else. Um, Maybe it was in the last episode we did, I don't remember. But I always talk about the 10 Jordan comparisons where people ask, like, why can't we just have a team? And I forget how many people play basketball, so don't at me about who's on the court or not. But it's like, why can't we have a team of, like, all the best? And it's theoretically that would be really cool. But even when you think of that theoretical aspect, different people bring different things to the team. And if you think of PlayStation the brand and the studios underneath it as being part of that team, you have to have some level of well-roundedness to it. So it is reassuring is a little dramatic because I'm personally just not the biggest fan of live service games, like as a player from a business perspective, I think this makes sense. And again, there's a lot of different people playing, you know, even between the three of us, we have different tastes and proclivities in what we look for in gaming. So I do think approaching that live service as an existing gap in what PlayStation has to offer is smart. But that being said, it's like, okay, well, can you hit it when hitting it is so hard? I think it's going to be really tough. I feel like, honestly, if you get even, I feel like three games that have some level of, not virality, but like, a longer discussion, I would say, like things like, you know, Blessings mentioned of like Knockout City and Fall Guys, like where there's a real traction there and a really a real feeling of a level of differentiation. I think that's kind of the problem with a lot of the games that come to mind and kind of what Herman Hulse is talking about in this interview is when you do think of live service, you do kind of think of one thing. You know, I do think of, frankly, something like Arcade Again, even though Arcade Again had different stuff going on in it. But I think of that energy of. I don't know, I'm I'm shooting something, I'm doing something, I'm, you know, there's microtransactions, some cosmetics. It takes a long time for me to load into it, like, and I get a little turned off by it. But I think if you reconceptualize what a live service could be and what incorporating those elements into just a quality game look like. Um, you know, the other day I was on uh, recording the Min Max show and Ben was talking about the aspect of having, like, of Deathloop being, like, an online multiplayer game. I'm like, oh, I don't think of it as that, but it, like, totally is that. I, I would love to see not just putting the car before the horse in terms of these live service games. Obviously there's a demand in wanting to fill that market, but that demand needs to be able to gel well with creative vision. And I guess my only light concern is what does that creative vision look like? And is it distinct enough to really pop? Because at the end of the day, that's, that's what's going to matter. That's what's going to carry it through. You can twist and tweak how you roll stuff out, how you grind the progression, what cosmetics you introduce, what events, all of that but you need to have that creative base. Um, and right now I mean, I, we can just speculate on what that could be and it could be really awesome or it could be a bit flat and generic. I don't really know what direction they're gonna sure. take it in or if they're really leaning into truly the passions of those teams and not just checking a box like, hey, we have to get this done. Let's figure out what can we make work instead of what am I excited to get working? So yeah, to you know, Blessing brought up the conversation I had in Games Daily about this, and my thought there was the idea that you know, in 2007 and eight, when I started at IGN and we were coming back from previews, it seemed like there was this thing where people would come back and be like, 
oh my god, this game was super cool. It's got RPG elements. It's RPG light. There's a skill tree. There's XP. That was different. That was something we usually only saw in role-playing games, but was suddenly making its way into action games. And of course now, it's you know the line isn't even blurred. It's shoved together. The Venn diagram is a circle. It seems like everything has you leveling in some degree uh, and doing things there. My thoughts are that that's what we're going to see the majority of with this initiative, where it's not going to be you get 10 to 12 destinies. It's going to be that you get a bunch of different games, and some of them will be, it's free to play, and there's a battle pass, and there's this, and there's that. But I think the majority would be cherry-picking things like that and putting them into games they're putting out. And what I, the example I used, right, was it's the new Astrobot, and it is a single-player platformer you're running through and doing it, but they're really running with that idea they had in the last Astrobot, which was those challenges and the leaderboards. And when you turned on your PlayStation, it would pop up in the corner and say, oh, Jeff Grubb just beat your time, blah, blah, blah. And you'd see cool things like that. I could see them... They drop a level a week, a month, whatever. Some, mm-hmm. not even brand new level, maybe just tweaked and whatever. There is a you know daily login reward of a you know that it, it gives you whatever currency they're using, and then at the end of the week gives you a new Astrobot skin, right? If you hit all five of those days, very similar to what I see with WWE 2K series, right? With my faction, where I log into 2K23 just about every day to make sure I'm getting my daily rewards, but it's usually. Pop in, daily rewards, pop out, and go play what I was going to go play. I'm not actually doing anything in it. I think those are more likely to be the hooks you see PlayStation weaving into whatever they're doing. So that's how you tackle that. However, then it is the conversation on this other side with Redfall and the conversation with Phil and the X-Cast and then looking at Herman having this conversation here and what it means for Sony first parties. Like, you always want to believe... I always want to believe everything I've ever heard from PlayStation developers is true, which is that, oh, first party when it was Shu leading Worldwide Studios, now when it's Herman, it isn't them coming in and saying, you're making this. It's the studios coming to them and saying, hey, we have this idea for a game. We think it's the right move for us. Here's what it is. And they pitch and it could get greenlit. It might not get greenlit. And that would then lead to this conversation of, okay, cool. They're not forcing them to make games as service models, right? They're not saying, all right, it needs to be this. It needs to be that. But then it does get interesting to see how they would take these mechanics and put them in. Like, you know what I yeah. mean, uh, Bless? Are you afraid of games as a service initiatives infiltrating your single-player games? I, of them infiltrating my single-player games, I don't like the idea, but I'm, I also don't think that that's what's going to happen, right? Like, I think we're seeing just a lot of growth. One of the stories here that I'll just throw into this segment we have for this week in PlayStation is about Housemark and how Housemark is expanding, sure. right? And, like, I'll read it directly from Kill Adam at Push Square. Uh, Housemark, the Finnish developer behind games like Returnal and Resogun, is PlayStation Studios' resident arcade expert. Since joining the first-party family, it seems the company has grown to 110 people, with that number likely to increase as it gears up for whatever comes next, uh, though they aren't in the habit of making sequels. We know that Housemark had around 80 employees when it was acquired and will surely continue to ramp up as time goes on, right? And like you go over to, I believe it was um, one of their folks' um, like LinkedIn page or something like that that had like, oh yeah, we have 110 people now and like we only keep on expanding. Um, I think it's the idea of we're hiring in more people so that we can expand on these franchises, right? And make more, make more of what you want. We love horizon forbidden west what if yeah we do barrett yeah barrett what if along with horizon (laughs) 3 we also got a horizon multiplayer monster hunt a monster hunter like co-op game that sounds like finally midden west (laughs) (laughs) but like that sounds incredible doesn't it like that sounds absolutely awesome i loved ghost stream of legends right a handful of us absolutely adored ghost (laughs) of stream of legends right the people that played it um what if actions yeah, like, well, so many of us loves love Last of Us factions. What if, along with the next single player Ghost of Tsushima, uh, a Ghost of Tsushima game, we also got a different 
Ghost Shima Legends 2 type experience. What if, you know, we just got Last of Us Part 2? Now let's have a full-fledged expanded out Last of Us factions and give those titles all of the love, care that they deserve, as opposed to just being these modes attached to these single-player games where people are going to forget about them. I think that is the thing that makes this exciting and interesting. And I think all those things are going to want to treat in different ways. I hope that for Last of Us, they're able to maybe even get close to a Destiny-like experience where it is sure. over time, they're adding in more missions, you're doing co-op, but there's also a PvP mode. Like, I want Last of Factions to be that. I don't need Ghost of Shima Legends to be that. What I'd like to see, and Sean brings it up, right, in his question, Sony's audience loves high-quality single-player experiences, period, is what he puts there, right? Like, for me, Factions is so fascinating, not just because it's a follow-up to Last of Us Factions with people love, not only because it's Naughty Dog who's incredible at what they do, it's the idea that what we've heard from it when Neil talks about it is, hey, this is going to be a Naughty Dog game, but also have this multiplayer thing. What does that look like? Is it? I, I really wonder if it's going to be, you know, you talk about a, a PvP mode or a PvE mode or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be this, like, seamless kind of thing where it's like, you know, I'm not even promoting a game I was in or that I just truly love, right? But like Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, like there's stories stitching together you going out, but you're just going out and playing a multiplayer game where you hunt a ghost and you come back and you get a cutscene, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like I really wonder if Last of Us Factions 2 or whatever you want to call this multiplayer project from Naughty Dog, right? Is going to be we create a character and then there is a story that we're getting that character dropped into, but then there also is you go through the door into the home base that is the meeting point with everybody else to go off and play the multi, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because what I want it to be is seamless. I, I, you know. That's the, th that's the tough that I don't, that's the part that I don't know if they're going to be able to get down because the kind of game you're making. Because I think it's going to be, if I had to guess, I would guess it'll be like either an Outriders or a Division type game, but with like the Last of Us Part Two type combat in presentation, which sounds fantastic i think you're gonna have different classes of characters based on the factions i think it is oh i want to play i'll just throw out stuff that exists right i want to play as a wlf member or i want to play as one of the scars which i think might be a derogatory term for that <laughs> for that crew but you get what i'm talking about i want to play as like <laughs> one of the like uh, um the fireflies i want to yeah. pick from one of these different factions and those come with different abilities that you're able to to, to take into like this pv pve stuff and you're going through and like as you're completing the missions the missions will have cutscenes similar to like how you play Outriders, but I think it, I think you're gonna be getting like the uh, disjointedness of what a multiplayer story is. I think if anybody could figure it out though, it could be Naughty Dog, but I just don't know if it's possible. Like, I don't know if it's, if that's the thing that we're not, if we're going to be able to iron out in a multiplayer game like that, where everybody's in a different place in the story. And also there's this way we're going on when you have multiple people in there and like, there's gonna be, there has to but be- But if anybody could do it, right? Like yeah. that's, that's the thing we always talk about big steps and big swings and yada, yada, yada. Like, I feel like that's what we need. Cause again, like the division is what I kind of, what I was pitching, right? Where it is, you're your own agent and you're running around to do the thing. But if you want to, you can have other people join you and run through it. And if you really want to, you go in the dark zone, it becomes PVP or some of the other modes. Now they've added and stuff mm. like that. But I, even that feels not stilted, but it feels traditional and segmented. And I'm interested to see how people can merge it. I'm, I get, I think after Redfall, Redfall. I get a little bit scared of, Vision. Is that from something? What I just said there? That yeah. was the theme song that plays when you begin the game. Hey, you don't remember that? When no. Yeah. Which every time I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, one of the vampires is singing. Um, but like I get scared of a vision that ends up you getting to the finish line and being like, oh fuck, this didn't work. Because we in the X Cast interview, right? They talked to Phil, they talked about the idea of delaying the game, right? And they just and you know, it came down to a conversation of 
creative vision, right? It's not just that the game didn't run well. It's not just that it had the 30 FPS stuff. It's that, like, they had a goal for what their vision of this thing was, right? And, like, at the end of the day, it just didn't come together in a way that um, reflected well in the audience when people actually got their hands on it. I, like, Naughty Dog, they're one of the goats in terms of, like, the single-player third-person action game. Like, they got that shit down. I get scared especially coming off of Redfall, because go, again, going to Redfall, yeah. that's arcane. Like, they're, uh, I would I put them in the GOAT conversation in terms of single-player action stealth and, like, level design and putting together a really well-constructed uh, video game. I put them in that conversation, too. And they just fucked up a multiplayer game that they try to put out. I, and I, I'm at the point now where, like, no big video game studio is beyond fucking up. Of course not. Like, we've oh, seen God, no. so many of these. Yeah, yeah. Naughty Dog could easily become one of these, right? If they put out the last multiplayer game and it ends up like a Redfall. God forbid. <laughs> like, that would break my heart so much. Yeah. But that could happen, especially if it is, hey, we're Naughty Dog, and we want to. We don't only want to put out a great multiplayer game. We want to put out something that pushes the boundaries. And we do want to, like loop in a naughty dog narrative and like go really ambitious with it and then you get to the finish line and you're like fuck we we bit off way more than we can chew here sure. like what we're trying well, to do and they keep pushing the finish line well i guess maybe not even pushing it yeah the finish line is just indefinitely out there janet i saw you nodding your head what did you want to say yeah well two things one i lightly laughed because i pictured joel as a vampire two um i definitely agree with that anyone can fail at any time um you know it's something i mentioned and maybe it's because i Again, it's weird to say that I'm younger because I am, but it's like I'm also almost 30, so it's like I'm not that young. Um, but I say that all the time where it's like people will be like, oh, you don't understand. You weren't there in 2008. You didn't feel how I felt. I'm like, okay, look, well, we're not there anymore, and maybe you're, maybe they're not there either. And I think, you know, part of being open to failure is also being open to taking chances and trying things, sure. and sometimes not everything's going to work out. I think the potential benefit of depending on how they angle the – you know, games as a service elements, live service angle, you know, talking about something like Last of Us Factions, even though it's not necessarily going to be called that. It has a lot of good things going for it in that there is a base that I can see and I can believe in what I see, you know? Like, by that I mean, I think the gameplay in Last of Us 2 is absolutely fantastic. It feels great. There is definitely a, a light worry on can you translate it, though, when it's, you know, not when you have less control, right? Because you have the element of having other players are set pieces and things are going to be exciting. Is Are you going to be able to like cater to these different play styles? How are you going to like set it up? Are you going to have those narrative elements? There are a lot of questions, but I believe in the base of what it is. Um, personally for Redfall, like I never believed in it. Like it looked, it just felt very generic looking to me. And that's what I worry about with these live service games sure. that are coming down the pipeline. Will I look at it and be like, you could be anything. Yeah. You know, even something like Outriders, which... A game that I think is pretty solid, and granted, it hit us at like a very good time where Nailed it's it. like, what are we playing? There's nothing else, so we're definitely gonna at least play Outriders. But to Outriders' credit, like, I do that a lot of weeks. You know, I tried out <laughs> Redfall. I'm gonna keep playing it on Friday because that's what's out this week. So, but so like Outriders did take that, get that moment, and it lived up to it to the degree that the game has a decent base quality of being enjoyable. But even that game, what it, what does it kind of get knocked for? Ah, it's kind of just something that you're doing. It's sort of generic. We've kind of, I don't know, you're in space, someone's talking to you, who cares? Like, you end up feeling a lot of that, and it's because I feel like I've seen Outriders 8 billion times before. You know, there's a game coming down the pipeline that just got, um, I think it was like a preview was released for it. What was it called? It's called the Immortals of... Oh, of Avium? Oh, yeah. yeah, and maybe yeah, that yeah. game will be fire, and people will clip this out and be like, "Oh, it actually was the people who knew knew." I don't know, whatever. But 
just from the pitch, the pitch doesn't sound interesting to me. You know, or I think it was like uh, they dropped an extra trailer or something for it. Um, that maybe it'll be really good and I'll eat my words on it. But stuff like that, like it ends up just feeling so generic and random lore stuff smattered together on like different ideas. You know, it's not something that feels fresh. And obviously at this point in media in general, there's that saying no idea is original, but I feel like some ideas are distinctly unoriginal feeling. Yeah. And that's definitely a concern I have when we think about and start to conceptualize what could these live service games look like or elements look like. I'm curious to see if they are venturing into potential new IP. Like, I think that'd be awesome. I'm always down for new stuff, but I wonder what that could look like and how it's going to be fresh. You know, I do have a lot of optimism from the teams and what they might deliver. But yeah, to Blessing's point and to the thing we can all agree on, a pedigree and a history doesn't necessarily mean that your next thing is going to be fire. But, you know, I'll have stronger feelings, I think, as I start to hear what is your pitch and is it something yeah. that I can genuinely feel excited about or am I kind of crossing my fingers going into it because I'm not buying in yet? Yeah, I think the interesting thing is we already have like a lot of these answers. Like these, this, a lot of these studios have talked about what they're working on and their vision for a lot of these games. And one of the things I want, one of the things I want to call call out is you'll call me Robin Chat who says let single player uh, studios do what they do well, right? And I uh, with that like I go back to the Phil Spencer interview that Xcast did where you know Phil talks about like not boxing in studios into doing just one thing right because you think yeah. that that is the thing that they do well i don't think that that naughty dog is working on last of Us multiplayer game because playstation was like you have to make a last of Us multiplayer game in fact i don't know why playstation would even say something like that i think naughty dog is making that game because they know that that's what their audience audience wants and they have a vision that they want to nail when um that uh preview for last was part two i believe it was 20 september 2019 it was like during my up and comers week for kind of funny when that preview came out right a lot of people had the question of what's up with multiplayer because I, I think people somebody got confirmation of oh last of Us part two isn't gonna have multiplayer and it was that it, it was around that time where naughty dog put out a statement being like hey we are working on a last of Us multiplayer thing we've not forgotten about multiplayer we want to do this but for now we're focusing in on single player for last of Us part two they want to do it right and i think a lot of you studios probably want to do this as well you look at ghost stream of legends yeah like if i'm if i'm that studio if I'm Sucker Punch, I want to follow up on that because we did such a great job with this. More people deserve to know about this and want to get into it to this. And I like I think an expanded version of that is such a good idea. I go back to to, to Housemark again. This now this, I'm going into speculation here with Housemark, but I love the idea of them expanding, whether or not that's just for their next single player thing that they're doing, or if they're even considering the idea of doing a multiplayer thing. Because Returnal got the co-op update. And co-op and Returnal is so fun. Like, I did that during a stream with Andy, uh, like, a, a couple months ago. And I had such a good time. And I love the idea of Housemark coming out and being like, yo, we're going to put out a, like, for our next thing, an arcade-style shooter that does have a focus on multiplayer, that does take a lot of what we learned about putting co-op into Returnal and making this, like, a big AAA uh, type of thing. I do think that studios do like are uh, one are allowed to have the passion and are allowed to be like, yo, we want to do something that's multiplayer after doing something that's single player. Um, and also, I think it's exciting. I think I want more innovation on the multiplayer side. I want more multiplayer stuff from PlayStation First Party because that is a gap that is starting to grow there, especially with the with the with Xbox possibly acquiring Activision Blizzard. I do want them to fill in the gaps of having in a first person shooter that is a banger, right? Like I want Deviation or whoever you have over there that you're partnered with, Firewalk, um, put out something that's fire. Um, and yeah, yeah, on that point, again- It's in the name. Uh, we do have, uh, Firewalk, right? It's not Firewalk. Yeah. yeah. Um, on that point, yeah, we do have answers. London Studios working on a fantasy 
co-op game that looks interesting they only put up the concept art for it right and announced that where they're they're making right. a fantasy yeah, game yeah. that like the magic in london in london one yeah. yeah and the concept art is like a, a dragon that's over the bridge with people on the ground and i'm nervous about that <laughs> and, going I mean, just on that like it's and that's still i mean it's something and i get what you're saying like we have bits but we don't have like enough for me to be swayed one way or the other yet like it's like yeah. we got like a postcard of information like i get more information from like a tweet than i do from some of these and it's fine because there might not be far enough along to warrant that discussion but it's like okay i still can't quite conceptualize what this looks like in practice um and then i think it's too especially what that live service support looks like and how it is kind of what you expect from it or maybe how it's a little bit different um you know omega buster in the chat mentions that you know, um, live service goes like way beyond just multiplayer. It's like the the general commitment. And they also mentioned like, oh, do you want, you know, with the Naughty Dog comparison, them working on that for years and years instead of just the next game. Oh, yeah, sure. If it's a good game. Like, I, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I get the desire like from Omega Buster and other people of wanting more stuff from like the studios you love. Right. But not every studio is going to be cranking out stuff at the rate of like freaking Insomniac, which is like flying through space and time somehow. Like things take time and if they're working like let them do the work and live in it you know um yeah if you have a good like i don't want to trade like it's like a weird like a hypothetical math it's like well would you rather have two good single player games or one good live service game it's like it's hard enough to get one good game period like get your wins where you can get them follow the passion see where like it is you know you can always expand and, and figure out ways to support and kind of have your cake and eat it too i don't necessarily have a fear of studios getting so tied up i think it would take so long for studios to get so tied up in live service that the overall narrative of what playstation is shifts completely like away from single player story-based stuff which to its credit yeah the fans love it but also it is kind of the identity and there are other you know even though there are I love other those kinds games, of games you can make exactly like it's very it's the identity and people like it but it's also very memed and it's memed because it's very like expected right it's like oh what do i get from playstation i get this you want to be able to always give a little bit more beyond that and frankly like even being you know i don't know in playstation's corner or trying to talk about how the ways they do have differentiation there isn't a lot in that way like i do think they could benefit from being a little bit more well-rounded and this is a step in that direction and i i also think the single player identity that playstation has works so well because they are filling in a gap the third parties aren't really putting out that many prestige single player third person action games at the rate that in the rate at the qual and quality that playstation is right and that's uh, forespoken oh sorry I, I always forget about forespoken goddamn uh but that's because those games are very expensive and time consuming to make and playstation they're able to do that because they know it's going to sell consoles they know that uh, having these games exclusive is going to create um a like a need for players to want to show up and get that console because they view they view playstation as the place like the premier place and possibly like at this point the only place where you can play games like horizon god of war spider-man the the list goes on um i go back to the call of duty thing right losing call of duty seeing like a, a space that is like or i guess i guess a gaming ecosystem that is losing out on a lot of the prestige first person shooters competitive pvp stuff um at least for on the playstation side with your with losing activision i could see playstation putting out a an exclusive uh, pvp shooter and if if it's, if it's a banger i think that does really well for them because again they are filling in these gaps that they are starting to lose out on as studios are getting acquired and, and, and bought up i think it works in that way where one you get to expand your identity a little bit but then also yeah you're selling a game because you're showing you're showing them something that's on your platform that like 
they're able to they're able to get even if they're missing out on a call of duty not to mention yeah you're selling the platform right another i thought interesting telling thing from the xcast interview right was Phil Spencer being very upfront that, you know, they're third place in hardware and they're not trying to out console Sony and yada, yada, yada. He said, like, you know, we're running different races. PlayStation's race is to get you to buy and play on the PlayStation 5 yeah. all the time. So, yeah, to Janet's point, like, you put all the PlayStation first party stuff that's bangers out in a line and it looks similar right at a glance. Why not fill those gaps with a shooter like you're talking about? Have an answer, right? Like, again, third parties call of duty destiny or not, you know, what I mean, yeah, it used to be formerly a third party now, but a game everywhere. Uh, is is what is leading the ch shooter charge, not Halo, right? Like, Halo did not uh, deliver the way people want it to. So if PlayStation can move in and have that and have that to be the reason you're turning on your PlayStation, if one of these games that have... I mean, call me a, a traditionalist for PlayStation, but if one of these goddamn live service games better fucking be a fat princess... And it better be a fun way to do it. And it's not going to be. Do little fat princesses and be free to play. Be 99 cents. It's not trying to be a $70. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. It is a game that you turn on every day and you play a round of or whatever to do whatever the hell it is. And then you move on to your next thing. You go and you go on to the big game and go do it. But you're still on your PlayStation, right? Like, I think that's so much of this. And again, PlayStation makes all these uh, single-player games that we talk about that you play and you roll credits and you're, maybe you platinum it, but you eventually are done and you move on. They just want one of these things to be something you come back to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to, to go back to the idea of, like, we know a lot of what they're working on. I kept, I kept trying to search on Twitter for, like, the tweet I put up forever ago that had all the... Omega Buster says, like, Sackboy with the outfits. Yes, 100%. Oh, yeah. A new Sackboy or maybe expand on Big Adventure and make it into a full-fledged game rather than just a great idea with a good soundtrack. And then you have something there or the Sackboy Battle Pass that you're getting all these a different live things. live service Sackboy. A Sackboy that uh, Janet will never be able to beat. Sackboys. <laughs> Finally. Sack that, that was almost just the regular Sackboy game, honestly, at a certain point. Um, yeah, anything's a, a live service game if you take long enough to play it <laughs> and keep buying things. Um, but yeah, what's up, Blessed You Find Your uh, yeah, the mega I, list I, of... I made, I made like my like theory list of games that they could be working on, right? And like I, made, I like wrote down if they're confirmed or if it's bad and all this stuff, right? Sure. And even since then, it's been updated. But I think we have a pretty clear idea of like what their vision is for live service when you go through. Because Bungie has talked about working on a new IP, right? Like I expect, you expect something new from Bungie. Naughty Dog is working on Last of Us Factions. Firewalk is working on a new AAA multiplayer IP. I think they talked about it being a, um, um, a, sh a shooter. London Studio, uh, even since I posted this thing, right? They've talked about the London um, fantasy co-op multiplayer game that they're, that they're working on. Um, the report is that Fire Sprite could be working on twisted metal and we expected a, a, a twisted metal and so that gotta gotta be ready for that hit peacock show exactly i mean that show's gonna take over the world so you want to be able to align with that which i think the report also is that like they're not gonna be able to align with that but we'll see um classic deviation like two summer game fests ago came out and said they're working on a multiplayer uh, fps a new ip for playstation um and then for my bets, right? Sucker Punch, because they're hiring for multiplayer. Got to be working on Ghost Shima Legends 2. Gorilla, they announced that they're working on a multiplayer um, Horizon game. Um, and then, yeah, like, Insomniac is hiring for multiplayer. Who, who knows what that is? But right there, you already got a large handful of what probably makes up the projects they're working and on. And MLB The Show every year as well. MLB The Show, Gran Turismo 7. Do you count um, Firewall Ultra? <laughs> is, that, is that a game? Is that not. like a live service game? <laughs> No, I mean, I does, it, it. does it have like a pack or they like, do DLC, guys... but that's more traditional. That's not a live service. Yeah. Gotcha. Unless they, and there's a lot of stuff in that demo they were like, we're not ready to talk about yet. So maybe there will be a battle pass of some kind or something, but no. But yeah, I feel like we got, we've got like a, not a clear picture, but we can read the tea leaves in terms of what their live service things are going to be. And 
from like that list right there, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, let's double down on the IPs you know and Fat Princess, and also add in a Fat Princess there, and we've and we've nailed it. The IPs we know, Greg. The IPs we know. Um, I do think from that list, like there doesn't sound to be as much differentiation in genre as I would be hoping for. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little harsh, or just like, I don't like FPS games or whatever. But um, I also yeah, forgot I to know. mention I Haven want... Studio, which is in that's there too. the thing. Yes, I feel like that's going to be the weirdo art thing. Yeah, that that'll be the new that game company. The... That'll be the new the uh, the uh, uh, flower. Yeah. Journey. That's what I was looking for. Actually, we'll wait and see, everybody. It's coming. I'm excited for it. When do we when do we get the reveal of some of these games? See, and that's what's going to be interesting about it. Where I just don't think it's going to be a hey, hey, here's the first of our 10 live service games. Like yeah. I think it's going to be a thing and then it'll be like, "Oh, well that's kind of a live service element inside it." With the exception that I do think the first is going to be Last of Us, whatever that is. Mhm. And so then, I think it'll be one of those things too, where it's like in like months later in an interview when they're talking about live service, they'll mention a game and they're like, I guess they count that as one of their live service exactly, games. Like I exactly. feel like it'll have a little bit of that amorphous nature to it. Um, but you know, there's definitely I understand the hesitancy and concern, and I don't know like how many of these games are going to be bangers. Whether or not I end up playing them is, is irrelevant, but just in terms of what will the critical acclaim be? Because there's a lot of games that are critically acclaimed that I just choose not to you know spend my time with but i can acknowledge that they have an important function in the ecosystems they exist in um i do think though to you know go back to the xcast episode which definitely check it out if you haven't i'm like halfway through it um i feel like one of the takeaways is you know not to operate from a place of fear and to be open to taking risks even if that does mean you know an occasional loss and you know i definitely agree with that like you can't look at PlayStation being a single a place for single player games and take that as okay well let's just keep rocking with what we're doing because it works and we're afraid that one day it won't work because that's a good way to look up and be behind because you were too unwilling to you know change and evolve and adapt you you want to stay ahead and that is going to involve taking some risks I feel like we see you know some aspects of risk and creativity from PlayStation again whether or not successful they clearly did like a second on their VR a second on the handhelds the twos don't work out that well except for the PS2 PS2 is fine but you know there's yeah PS2 is fine whatever PS2 think I don't like the PS2 I fuck with the PS2 it's the greatest um, platform of all time I put it for me for me for me I love the PS2 yeah I don't know you're right but the point is there's stuff there, right? And I think in terms of, you know, we've seen aspects of that with hardware and two degree software, but I feel like this is the next step in that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see what they have and if any of it will end up speaking to me or the larger audience. I think we'll get a couple at um the rumored report. That's my thing. If they showcase. do the if they do the PlayStation uh, showcase or whatever, you have to imagine that's where Last of Us is. That's where yeah. they actually show gameplay of that or whatever it's going to be. I hope we see. I my prediction. My, my, my prediction is what my fake showcase was a few weeks ago when we yeah. did that. Where like I think for sure we get Last of Us, and I think we get a, a couple more. Um, like I would love to see whatever like the Bungie. I, I, the rumor from like Insider Gaming was Marathon. I still don't know slash understand what Marathon is, but like. If they're working on another marathon, sure. Like I'll I'll check that or whatever other bungee thing they're they're doing. And then like I'll think of either a firewalk or a deviation or like one of those studios shows up finally with one of their things. Finally, maybe Haven. I need one of them to like show up. I'm ready to show see Haven. Things. Let's hear more about Haven. Yeah. Why'd you Why'd you acquire them? I want to know. Exactly. What did you see? Exactly. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what are you seeing us? 
you watch this far into the show, want to go the extra mile and go to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can get each and every episode of PS. I love you. XO XO for uh, no ad free. You could uh, then also, of course, watch this recorded live. You could get dozens of exclusive episodes all only on patreon.com slash kind of funny, but most importantly, you can get it ad free. But since you're not on Patreon, here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as the Honey guy dances it searches for coupons it can find for the site. And if it finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years, and it has literally saved us thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to set, forget, and save. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It also works on your iPhone. You just activate it on Safari on your phone, save on the go. And if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right, you, you. You out there, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money, cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way. But going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny r-o-c-k-e-t-m-o-n-e-y.com slash kind of funny blessing what's happening this week in playstation uh spider-man 2 is getting a prequel comic what reported on the playstation blog saturday may 6th is free comic book day and to celebrate we teamed up with marvel to release a comic that will serve as a prequel to the upcoming game marvel spider-man 2 later this month marvel spider-man rematch well, don't move on too fast all right you edited this down but you have to point out that this comic book is going to answer the question is magic real all right is magic real do you think that it, no no i don't think in there i don't think insomniac's universe magic is real it's got to be, though, right? Like, Doctor Strange is his, like, places in there. The Sanctum... Sanctum Santorum. Sanctum there, Santorum, deal. yeah. That, if that's, that's there, magic. magic has to be real. No, it's just a fucking building, everybody. All right? We don't know what's happening What do you think is happening building. inside that building? It's we magic. Just be studying him. Nah, it's man. Fair. It's fair. He's doing this thing, Doctor Strange. Yeah, he is doing yeah, He's thing. doing this yeah, thing, yeah, and yeah, then, like, bit. sparks are coming out. And it's magic. I promise you. <laughs> it's magic. I think so. <laughs> Janice with me. And then later this month, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered will become available for a standalone purchase on the PlayStation Store. This title was re- was previously only included as part of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. And if you remember, there was a whole hubbub back Ooh. then where we were all Dust like, up. We were like why, why, why aren't you releasing this alone? Why aren't you releasing this standalone? Janet, is it too late for, Spider- for Spider-Man Remastered <laughs> to release standalone? No, it's never too late because there's always people that haven't played games. Uh, and we know that because... 
30 years from now, we could tell you the ending of Miles Morales and someone would be like, I am playing it right now and you ruined my whole afternoon. And yep. I'm like, I'm sorry, I had no way of knowing. Um, but all jokes aside about that, I mean, there is truth to that, right? And I think that is why we do things like couch stuff that's fairly old a lot of times because you never know when people are getting into it. You know, people are, there's a lot of the community that's either barely getting their hands on a PS5 or still haven't gotten their hands on a PS5. Like I've talked to people directly who are like, I feel like there's still not enough for me to, to warrant that purchase. And especially if you go Crazy back to and they came into the gen late. Well, I think too, if you always come into the gen late, you feel like, whoa, I just got the PS4. Cause that's how I used to yeah, feel when yeah. I like would get stuff later. I'm like, well, I gotta get more of this PS4 juice before I start drinking out of the PS5. And then that's you're just true. hoping that like the upgrades don't come. So, you know, I think everyone takes it on a different timeline, better late than never. I will say this does on a negative standpoint, remind me of that original weirdness. Cause I forgot about that. Like I was, as you were reading it, I'm like, oh, that's such an odd decision. So you know um i'm glad that it's available you know more stuff available in more ways is always good um and it's a great game and i feel like it makes sense to lean more into spider-man in the lead up of uh spider-man 2 you know give people mm. more access more things to get excited about more ways to play greg does the hood appear in the spider-man 2 video game because of course the hood is the oh, is no. the villain Hood's not going to be in the that is going to prove that this will be wrapped up in the comic you don't have to worry about this whatsoever i feel like for the magic is real thing like i, I would have been more interesting to have Mysterio be the thing. 100%. Because you would have read Mysterio that. Mysterio you probably want to save for the real game. <laughs> you oh, want to, 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 to hold on to Mysterio Who's and keep him in my pocket. annoying influencer in the uh, Spider-Man DLC? Hold on. I'm confused. Oh, uh, yeah. Screwball. Screwball. You don't think like the hood, uh, the hood is going to be like the screwball equivalent for this game? Popping no. up, being no. like, ooh, is magic real? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I think God. Hood's going to be wrapped up in 22 pages on free comic Someone book day. Someone have very good voice acting in their game. Pizza bet. Pizza bet. Pizza bet right now. Yeah. I think the Hood will be in Spider-Man 2. And so when you say that, you mean as the screwball, you just mean in the game, period. In the game, period. As uh, somebody, like, is it going to be a reference? Like a At fucking piece of paper? A, I... Like a side quest. Not like you pick up a piece of paper and it's like, oh, the Hood. Like, it'll be like a side quest at least. Do you think it... The, the, Whoa. Do you think the hood is voice acted? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll, I, for funds, I'll take it. Yeah. All right. No, no hood in the game. And when we say no hood, are you like, what's the line? Voice act or like a, a side mission? A side mission. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. If it is just a, a piece of paper, Greg wins the bet. If the side mission is, I defeated the hood two weeks ago. Now I gotta go catch the <laughs> costume or something. That counts. <laughs> that, that counts. That counts. Man, the writing's really taking a drop off. That counts for me. <laughs> that counts for you. That counts for you. That that okay. I, I wouldn't argue that that is in the game. Okay. Okay. Fair enough, everybody. I like that. I, I appreciate making the thing spicy. I don't think we'll see Mysterio. Because you can't wrap up the whole is magic real storyline in just 22 pages, you know? That's a good point. I think they will. We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, way more we'll than find out. I'm, gonna, I'm excited for Saturday. I'm going to get this comic and see where we're going. Hopefully shirtless Spider-Man's in it. When you get to the, com the end of the comic and it's like, oh, by the way, the game is coming out on to September 18th. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Right? You know I mean, Tony Todd was right. God. Venom was right. Do you think, do you think we're still going to get the like his claim of oh yeah the game's coming out in september do you think that's still the plan after now we have armored core coming out end of august and then starfield coming out in september do you think spider-man still sticks to that month i do yeah that's fucked up <laughs> i can't believe i can't imagine playing those three games in like a four to five week span that'll kill me sure but it's also that thing of like i don't think you're super rare but i think you're more rare than you think like i think armored core is not going to be like Everybody's got to play Armored Core. I think this will be the yeah. most played. This will be the most played Armored Core yeah. because obviously FromSoft's in such a different spot now. But Spider Man, Spider Man, like I mean, you know did, you, I mean? did you see the last Armored Core trailer? 
Yeah, I no, did. It looks good. I don't it looks care good. about it. It looks so cool. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. I'm, but, I just don't think it's going to turn as many heads as Spider-Man will. Yeah, like it. I mean, there definitely is audience overlap in the sense that if you're blessing or other people that are in blood, you know, if you're really in it, then of course, yeah, you're going to play both of them. But yeah, Armored Core is definitely being set up to be the best game that I don't play. You know, both because of time and then also because I'm not going to play it because someone's going to be like, oh, well, once you really understand, like, how you can mech inside the mech and whatever, like, it's incredible. And I'm like, I don't like that your sounds great. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love mech inside the mech. I know you love a mech and a mech and a mech. I can't wait. I feel they call you mech. Plus, is a mech a vehicle to you? Yeah, it's a, it's a mech is 1000 percent a vehicle. If somebody says it's not a vehicle, you got to, like, take him to second grade and have them do their education again because they're fucking up i mean i kind of don't feel like it's a vehicle no no because only because if i ask it's a mechanized a game that has vehicles in it i would and you give me like a mech game i'd be like it's kind of like the hot dog sandwich thing it's like technically but you look like an ass because it's like why'd you take me to this hot dog shop when i wanted a sandwich or this sandwich shop when i wanted a hot dog wait what's what so. what is a vehicle to you <laughs> Like define I mean, a vehicle. Like I, said, like I said, it technically is a vehicle, but if I said I want a game with vehicles in it and you gave me a mech game, I'd be like, this isn't quite what I wanted, but you technically did, you weren't wrong, but I felt like you tried to be barely right. I'd probably ask you, why are you asking for a game with vehicles in it? <laughs> like, do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> <Why are you laughs> just ask wow. you for a game with cars. Like, I don't well, know. I've never maybe met a vehicle. If, if you want a selection, like the crew have, uh, you know, cars, uh, boats, and planes. And I've never met a vehicle fan. Like, I know car fans. I mean, don't you? Aren't you fans. a Diddy Kong racing stan? Is that okay, you? No, that's that fair. Is that a mix? You know, that has a game, it's a game with vehicles. Like, but, like, it's more if, than cars. If but. I was scrolling through the vehicles available in Diddy Kong Racing and it went car, hovercraft, airplane, mech? That game's a better game. Like, yeah, okay, you guys did the damn thing. It's a 10 I'm out of 10. not saying that they shouldn't come together, but it's just like, you know, again, does this scenario come up? No, but is I don't it? know. It's a question I saw and I was thinking about it. Mm. Somebody in chat says, is BT from Titanfall 2 a vehicle? Yes. See, no, no that's where I draw the line. Now. That's where I draw the line. Is it because he has a soul? Yeah. Yeah, if you have a soul, you're not a vehicle. Optimus Prime isn't so a vehicle. He's literally no, a car. He can disguise himself. He can disguise himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, your, disguise by your argument, a mm. stick bug is a stick. <laughs> oh, just got your ass. Just got his ass. He can drive, though, right? Like, down the highway. Like, I could be on the highway with Optimus Prime and not know that he's Optimus Prime, A correct? stick bug could just hang out and just pretend to be a stick and not walk anywhere. I have Janet, when I'm in no LA problem. next time you climb on my back, I'll walk you down the street in my vehicle. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely have I no like rebuttal for the stick. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Like it gets like they're again. What's the um? It's the difference between um. God, what is it called? There's like, oh man, there's like two words for it. It's like the type of uh like dictionary definition. There's like one that's literal and one that's like more Figurative? general. I forget the. No, I'm like really fucking up. I, it it would have sound now mm. if I I'll think of it in like an hour and I'll slide it to you. But I felt anyway. really good about colloquial. So. I mean, it's a good word, but it's not what I was. I asking. know if I'm saying anyway. it correctly. It doesn't sound like <laughs> a real colloquial term. Colloquial. Yeah. Okay, I got it right. Uh, we already talked about the house mark stuff. I don't know if you guys have any more comments on that. Connotative and denotative. Oof! Never would. No, oh, yeah, that. I never would have on that. I wouldn't. That, that's what it was. There. Denotative is direct definition. Connotative is the is like it contextualized in our known societal reality and and all that stuff. So there you go. Housemark's anyway, expanding. No, I, I think we talked about it enough in the uh, up there in terms of live service stuff. I think they'd be a great fit for some of these live service initiatives because yeah. again, they make those smaller uh, arcade-like experiences. Yeah, if you came to me and you're like, which PlayStation Studios would you want to make a live service thing? I probably would put Housemark up there just because 
like it, when you're talking about a multiplayer thing or a live service thing, I want the gameplay to be solid. And I yeah. believe in them when it comes to, yeah, we're going to put you on a space on a planet in space and like just shoot shoot down shit with a friend. Like that with their gameplay, with their like, you know, weapon variety and like the way in which the, even even the way in which weapons upgrade in Returnal, yeah. you, you can translate that I think pretty well to uh, a multiplayer kind Bring of thing. Bring back Dead Nation. Make that a game to the service. I mean that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, no, I'm I'm happy for them expanding. Um and I, would, and I hope it means that whatever they're, they're working on next is even bigger and better than Returnal. Me too. Let's talk about PlayStation picks. Uh, the drop this week looks like this. Age of Wonders 4 uh, is coming to PS5 May 2nd. We got Grindstone for PS5 and PS4. Yeah. And then Hogwarts. Whoa, Grindstone's coming to play. Yeah. And then Hogwarts Legacy for PS4. And then we got a write-in. From a dog, Nick96 from Massachusetts, who says, uh, Hello, PS, I love you, XOXO. I just want to let you know about a game that released last week. I'm writing in now because I just found out about it yesterday. Also, it wasn't mentioned on KFGD for the day it was released and out today, nor in the drop from last week's PS Love You. The game is Varney Lake. It's on uh, PS4 and PS5. This game is the follow-up to Mothman 1966. Janet and I know it well. It's another yes. pulp text adventure featuring three young teens in 1954. Uh, I've played maybe an hour of it so far, and it's more of the same, but has a new story and new mini games. The game also has a demo for Mothman 1966, if you haven't played that one, as well as a demo for the next game in the series, Bonson hmm. Knights. Lastly, I wanted to mention I that... I get it, my dog, Nick96, <laughs> you made this game. Jeez. A PS5 version of Mothman uh, was released too. It's not a free upgrade. Uh, these games have fairly easy platinum trophies, so I figured All like to right. I know everyone is busy with review season, but I think, but, but I think I remember Greg and Janet talking about the first game. I bought that one and ended up platinuming it. Thank you for reading the, this and have a great day. The platinum is hard. There's that <laughs> annoying ass random draw card game that you have to win, but you can lose like 20 cards in. Like that's not uh, no 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 no. That's not a yeah, good that's platinum not easy. It's like Hollow Tactics all over again. Um, it might be. Well, I don't I didn't play Hollow Tactics. It might be worse because it literally it's quite worse. literally is random. Like. It is random, and it's not like you can rewind time. Playing Minish Cap on Switch has ruined me for games, because I'm like, why can't I just rewind all my mistakes in every game? Which I think is a valid question. Um, yeah, I'm a little salty with myself, because I have not gotten to this yet. I have it. I have it locked and loaded. I just have not been able to spend time with it. I'm assuming it's probably short, like Mothman, though, which is cool. And yeah, like I like these games. I'm enjoying... I would like to keep following this little series. It's like um, a short, pulpy vibe that it kind of reminds me of how i'm committed to the dark pictures games except yeah. these games are like kind of actually secretly maybe better you know no. like frankly um they're much smaller in scope and it's definitely a thing where some people would play this and be like i or look at i think looking at the gameplay you'll know if you'll like it or not some people would totally be like that's not my game at all and then some people are like me and greg and it's like oh my god you can sort through these cans of beans like this is great like <laughs> genuinely um so yeah i really enjoyed the first one i'm gonna check this out i'll definitely report in when i get around to it i think i'll try to stuff it in pretty soon because again not our show but getting ready for tears of the kingdom which i'm also trying sure. to beat breath of the wild which i'd never finished it's been years but you have we'll a see. bunch of great uh, uh, clips that you posted over on your Twitter <laughs> yeah. that people should just, uh, definitely check out at Game Odysseys. Very fun. It's a lot of me out. being electrocuted because that's the, the, the that's the season I'm in right now. Yeah, I, I we've I've I think Janet, I think you just tipped me off. We I've had a review code since they sent them out, but I just have not mm -hmm. had time with review season to make time for Varney yeah. Lake. But it's on my list for sure. Greg, what'd you pick to play on PlayStation this week? Uh, boring. Just been uh, well. I mean, I did Redfall, but that wasn't on PlayStation. Uh, so yeah, I've just been playing in that uh, light Star Wars, Star Wars WWE. So same thing as you've heard me talk about a bajillion times. Working on the platinum, like we talked about earlier, having a great time. The only thing that's 
keeping me from the platinum is how good I think Survivor is. So I just keep running around doing that. But it's funny, like Survivor is one of those games. Like when I do the dishes, I usually watch something else and listen in. And like last night was like, I just want to watch people play Survivor. And I got to catch Bruce Green's stream right as he got to a very big pivotal story moment and hang out with him for it. I, was, I thought that was cool. Oh yeah, Jana, what about you? What you make to play? Um, I finally finished the Burning Shores DLC. Ooh. I didn't 100% it, and I'm not sure if I will, because oh. other things are coming up. But um, I saw you yeah, tweet about that. the the final boss, and I, I really want to talk yes. to you at some point. I don't know if we're ever going to do a Burning Shores like spoiler cast or something like that, but like... I, I fucking love that final boss, but I've seen I've seen you and other people not like that final boss. We obviously you y'all have a very packed production schedule basically every week. But if you ever want to, like, because I we've done a lot of Horizon content on PS I Love You already, and you know, at a certain point, it's kind of like all right, it's time to do other content. But I'm totally down to do like a bonus thing, like out of take time on my day and do it whenever Guys, you can if you have time to do it. We host a PlayStation podcast. We can just say that next week's the Horizon Burning Shore spoiler cast for topic of the show, and I can stop playing Jedi and go play Horizon. Ooh, I like that. I'm idea. down to. I'm in. F full disclosure: I did it. do a spoiler cast with Min Max, but I'm going to do another one. Boo! <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> no, actually, funny enough, I was gonna. I know. I was. Well, they asked, like, "Did you guys do it yet?" I'm like, "I don't. We didn't. I don't know if we're going to." And then I um, was like, "Oh, like we should." It was me and Jeff. Um, and I'm like, "We should try to get blessing." And then I'm like, "Oh no, he like works." Which I, you know, I know sometimes you can move that around to like do guest oh, appearances, but I'm like, oh, "He's got a job." Yeah, yeah. yeah I literally know, did has, a like, guest a appearance on a podcast today, and I moved my schedule for it. Yeah, I know, let me but, know. Like, it was like really last minute, and like you know, so I'm like, "Oh, I'll just like it'll just be me and Jeff." Um. And then also too, I'm like. I don't know how much you like also know Jeff um, so it's like it's gonna be like me me talking to bless and then the Jeffum's like third wheel in the podcast like you know I just I just left it alone but mm. I would like to talk about it at length because there's a lot of things to say there so if you if you guys want to do a spoiler cast I'm totally down I have so much to say about it but overall I liked it though so you know we'll save more thoughts for whenever we can dig into it and then um, I'm playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor I won't talk too much on that just because um you know, I haven't beaten it yet, so there's I don't have like an immense amount to say. But I will say that I'm really, really loving this one. Um, I was open to the first one, like when I first played it. I'm like, all right, like I see some cool things here. You know, lots of like PS3 platforming energy, but like in a good way, like not in a bad way. Like it has a fun, like heartwarming kind of design to it that I really like. But a lot of things kind of kept me from continuing with it. This one, out the gate, like the first two hours in, I'm like. Oh, so much stuff's done better. It's so much smoother. Like things just work. But like, you know, you get things faster and the stuff's more interesting. Like I'm totally in love with this game. Like I don't know what my gameplay schedule will quite look like for the next week. So I don't know how much progress I'll make for it before sure. I get pulled away. But I am really loving same thing as you, Greg, just being in the world, hanging out. Um, I think they give you an incredible amount of options in terms of how you want to play. Like while it's still kind of like Soul Z Star Wars, like there's a lot of gradient within that um the, you know there's like an ability that i'm obsessed with where you like can uh like make an enemy like fight another enemy and i love that in games because again yeah. I'm, I'm looking to do nothing you know you can argue for why i'm this way but like i want to do no i want to step step back and just watch things happen that i orchestrated and this game lets you do that you know you can get like a range attack like i'm kind of head over heels for it that's not to say that it's like the best game i played this year necessarily so far but it's the one that it's it's one that I'm really clicking with in a way that I haven't felt about a game in a really long time, and that's a great feeling to have. So definitely, I think if you're on the fence and maybe weren't super hot on the first one, you might still want to check out this one because I wasn't super into the first one, and I'm, like, eating the second one up. So Hell yeah. 
Uh, for me, uh, I got to do a preview of Street Fighter uh, Six, the new one that's coming out, and okay. not too long nice. from now uh, that I'm very excited for. Uh, and the preview is basically like the whole game was pretty much there, but like they limited us to how much we could play play of it. Um, I got to play a lot more of the World Tour mode beyond what's in the demo. Yeah. Um, and like speaking from just playing the general game, right? Like, oh man, Street Fighter is so good. Like I'm, I, it's I, I echo a lot of what I've already said about the beta and even getting to check out more of the characters and explore around. Like. Really love how how they control. Really like exploring the characters. I think I found a new favorite in Cami um, and how she, and how she plays. Um, and and yeah, like I like everything about it. The presentation, how much um, they're putting into trying to make this game more approachable for the player base who plays it casually. I think they're they're getting all that stuff right. I got to mess around with a little bit of the like the modern control scheme, which is like the more um, simplified thing. And then also there's another control scheme which basically just plays the game for you when you press <laughs> buttons, uh, which is like the I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give the controller to my little brother mode um <laughs> and yeah it's, it's, i think they're all good additions i continue to be very excited about this game um playing more of the world tour i i am not super excited for this mode i think from what i played it's fine it's not bad at all it's a, an additional way to interact with the game in terms of you're going around this open environment you are basically challenging anybody you want on the street to a fight which i think is really funny and really lives up to the name of street fighter because you can square up with pretty much anybody okay. um and like the more you fight the more you level up it's uh, it's like it's rpg mechanics right like R R R R rpg elements uh that are, that are fitting into this game you're going through you're meeting uh up with different street fighter characters and so you start off start off and you're in uh, luke's gym and you get to uh like learn his moveset and play with his moveset but then like you end up meeting chun li and like you get to learn chun li's moves and i think the cool thing about the customization aspect is you're going in with a creative character but you get to mix and match different moves from the characters that you meet in the story mode and so you are playing you you can have like the base moveset of, of luke but then also have like some of chun li's specials and then some of luke's specials That's and i cool. assume that as you get further on in the mode you're probably meeting more fighters and yeah you're going to expand your moveset and mix and match based on what special moves you like i think it's a really cool idea and i think there's a lot of you know fun quirkiness and personality in the story mode it's just the idea that for me it felt way more uh button mashy and way more like okay i'm just gonna level up my character and get into fights over and over again and like you know, and and not as engaging and and, and worthwhile as I th as I think it could be, right? I'm so used to now playing the Nether story modes when sure. it comes to Mortal Kombat or Injustice, and those feel like, oh man, all right, you've really constructed a very entertaining, engaging story and conflicts between these characters, and the cutscenes are so dope and all that. Whereas in Street Fighter World Tour, it almost feels like you're it feels like you're in Disneyland a little bit, and you're meeting characters that are dressed up as your favorite Disney characters, right? Like that's kind of how it feels, where it's you're you're running around. You're like, this is not canon. Like these characters, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. even from this country. Like, what are you doing here? Like, what what's going on here? And you're kind of just interacting very lightly with these characters, and then going through and, and leveling. We it. had a conversation about the expected success of Street Fighter on Games Daily this week, and I know Barrett's got a heart out here that we want to hit. So, mm -hmm. just real quick, do you think that this mode will be the thing that gets them knocked in reviews? Like, gameplay is great and yada yada, and fighting, but they put this thing in there and it's eh. I, I, it's the, the tough thing is I think it's going to depend on the reviewer and what they're looking for. Because I think for the most part, Street Fighter's never had a, a mode like this. Yeah. And so to like, if, if you focus in on like the actual fighting you're doing and the mechanics of it and all that stuff, I think Street Fighter 6 is going to review very well. I think the people that ding it for this mode aren't going to ding it by much, right? It's okay. going to be like, a, 
oh yeah, and World Tour mode was fine, and like, but kinda I like when I, we had great like the Tomb Raider game that was great, but it had a shitty multiplayer. But we're like, why would you play multiplayer? Yeah, exactly. I think it's gonna be a, but there's so much other other things to play besides World Tour. Like that is just an additional mode, and it's not. I think the important thing is it's not bad, right? It's like. It's like a solid, like good. It's what I would call a three out of five on the kind of funny on the kind of funny scale. Where the rest of the game has potential to be five out of five. Right? Like I absolutely love the rest of the game. It's just that real tour seems fine. And even talking to other people that were at the event, like I was talking to somebody who was like, "Oh yeah, like I liked it actually. Like I actually thought it was pretty you're fun." Like you're so a fucking idiot through your drinking their face walking. <laughs> yeah, away. like I fucking I like hit their hat off their head and was like, you know, go back to your website. The website IGN it's messed up. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, like I, I think there will be a handful of people that, that enjoy it, especially for, I think more casual players will find something to enjoy here because it's an easier ease in to the rest of the game. Um, you're coming at it with like it, like the, the characters that you're fighting are leveled down when, just, when you start off. And so I think it'll be easier for people to come in and, and enjoy themselves before yeah. they jump into like the deep end of the pool in terms of online and stuff. Well, all right. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have homework. Beat Horizon Burning Shores so we can talk about it in this podcast next week. Yay! You jerk, you won't do it, you jerk. It's only you five might. hours, Yeah, right? it's not long. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I uh, beat the game, uh, the, the base game, so I'm all go. set. If you're one of the people who are like, oh, man, I don't know if I don't want to... We'll put it at the end of the show. We'll do the show out of order so you can listen to most of a PS I Love You, and then we'll do a tots, tots, tots about the spoiler cast. Uh, <laughs> worth noting, uh, right now on the calendar, and I don't think it'll move because next week's crazy, we're recording on Tuesday. The idea was it was going to be just me and Janet because Blessing has a big day. But if you want to be here for it, we'll see about moving other stuff for you. But we'll figure it all out. <laughs> Tuesday, everybody, patreon.com slash kindoffunny if you want to be live in the chat for the spoiler cast. Wednesday for everybody else. Er, hold on. Let me look at the calendar. because It I'm, might still be Friday for everybody. Yeah, else. that was. No, I think I, if me and Tim had a whole conversation about this today, juggling oh, okay. the schedule. And I think it might go the opposite way where XCast takes Friday. We take Wednesday. Got that's it. what's happening. It's confusing, but it's because we make so much stuff. All because you support us on patreon.com slash kind of money. That's what keeps the mics and the lights on. Thank you for that. Remember, you can get every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ad free. You can watch us live as we record it all on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, you could also get dozens and dozens of extra bonus episodes of shows. You can watch the other podcast lives. They record it. You could just, you know, have a good time and support us. None of that. Is your jam? No big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe each and every week. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.